You know what's somewhat quiet right now on the recruiting trail for OU? 25 offers are going out, and we're hearing about more and more 24 prospects. Maybe some top 150 players are even on flip watch. We'll talk about that later on this hour. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing if all things are quiet right now because you know what we haven't talked about one bit, Parker, in several weeks? How about these commits that OU currently has? And out of the six, you know, there was only a couple of last year, a few players last year that ended up flipping and going somewhere else. There's not really any talk whatsoever that any of these six commits that OU has for 2024, they plan to test out the old uh, visit policy elsewhere. It doesn't feel like uh, any of OU commits are currently on flip watch to, to somewhere else. Well, at least not till KJ Daniels gets that LSU. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, but outside that, man, whether it's uh, Zion Kearney or Jaden Hardy, Jeremiah Newcomb, the Nebraska legacy, Michael Hawkins, Isaiah Autry, or as you just mentioned, KJ Daniels, maybe one of these guys will test that visit theory or visit policy uh, sometime soon, but. It doesn't sound like anyone's close to doing so, at least to my knowledge. Yeah, no, these guys are all locked in, and it would take a lot for that to change because especially especially after what happened last year and the exceptions that OU made to the visit policy, letting Colton Vosick visit Texas a couple times and letting Anthony Evans visit Georgia. Well, what happened to both those guys, right? Colton Vosick ended up in Texas. Anthony Evans ended up at Georgia. So all the more reason for you to stand firm behind your visit policy, and Lord knows – the Oklahoma coaching staff had intentional conversations with every single one of these dudes when they committed, letting them know, hey, if you're in, you're in. You're not visiting anywhere else. And I would think that after what happened last cycle with Vosick and Evans, there was even more emphasis placed on that point this year than there was last year. That's interesting. Has anyone, did anyone, or everyone that tested that, um, I don't know, tested is the word, but took a visit elsewhere after they were committed? Did, they 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 did. They all ended up somewhere else, right? Cozart was the first one to do it. Yep. He ended up at Oregon. You just mentioned the other two. Am I missing anyone else? Um, Caleb Spencer. Yeah, ended up going to Miami, correct? So it feels like everyone who stuck true to that ended up being in the class. Everyone who tried to visit or took a visit elsewhere uh, did not end up in OU's uh, 2023 class, which, okay. I mean, that's... And maybe that'll be the same case again this year. This year, I'm sure it will be. I don't know why it would be any different this time As around. As a wise man once said, the more you F around, the more you're going to find out. <laughs> and yeah. the OU staff decided to F around with Colton Vosick and Anthony Evans, and they found out. I would be inclined to believe that's not going to happen this year or any year subsequent. Yeah. I, it just doesn't feel like there's, uh, there's much of a feel right now that any of the six are going to take a visit elsewhere, even Jeremiah Newcomb. You know, Nebraska's got – Feels like Nebraska's got some real excitement and some real momentum right now. Um, feels like they're having a nice 2024 recruiting class so far. It would be very easy for Jeremiah Newcomb to get caught up in all that hype, being a Nebraska legacy and all, but I, I don't even see that one as a real possibility right now. He's a He was one of your first commits in this class, and he's felt solid ever since. When did, when did he commit on, like, March 25th, I think? Yeah, he was the very first. March 25th was the date that Jeremiah Newcomb locked in. And from the time that he did commit, he was very vocal about it. He said, look, Oklahoma is home. I'm only taking my official to OU. 
Technically, Dalen Smothers visited NC State and stayed the night in the dorms, but it wasn't necessarily a visit, says a texter in the 405. Did that actually ha- I thought we debunked that. I have no idea. I'm fairly sure that staying in the what was he staying in the dorms for, huh? What was going on there, huh? <laughs> Are we sure it wasn't a visit? What was going on there? I, I'm because I remember I think that got brought up in like October maybe, and I'm fairly certain that on whatever day that was where the text line was blowing up about apparently Dalen Smothers is at North Carolina State. Like I I recall maybe it wasn't this exact situation, but in my mind I sent a couple texts. Regarding Dalen Smothers, and that was very quickly put to rest. Hmm. I don't think that happened. Brian in Tulsa says, as George W. Bush once said, fool me once, shame on me, and fool me can't get fooled again. It's a great quote. Thank you, Brian in Tulsa. By the way, we bring up Sammy Brown, five-star backer, all the time. And what do we initially say? Yeah, I mean, like, OU's in the fight, right? But uh, maybe they're they're not leading there. It's going to be tough to get Clemson out of the way. Is it just me? I don't know if you see this or if anyone else sees it. The constant comparisons to Brian Bosworth because of the hair that he has. Uh-huh. Like, OU is OU's in the fight. Maybe they're in the top three. They don't lead for that. But it is interesting that I always see Sammy Brown and Brian Bosworth uh, comparisons. I mean, the hair is not exactly the same, but I guess it's close enough to make the comp. If, if a shocker happens and he ends up picking OU, he has to wear number 44, correct? Has to. Has yeah, to wear number 44. The, that was the number that he wore in the visit when he came to okay. campus, right? And I uh, have it on good authority that the two have FaceTimed before uh, as as uh, soon as two months ago. So, I, I don't know. I still think Clemson's probably the move there, but maybe the Boz comparisons can win out in the end for OU. Who Just, wears 44? Right? Kel- Kelvin Gilliam wears 44 right now. Well... Tell 44 he, has not had a good run here recently. No. Hey. You had Buki as 44. You had, uh, who was the punter that wore 44? Jed Barnett wore 44 oh, at gosh. one point. It's like one of the more, I don't know if it's one of the more recognizable numbers in OU history, but one of the most recognizable players in OU history wore 44. So when you see that in an OU uniform, you immediately think of Boz. But has anyone else wore that number since Boz and ended up being a big-time player? On that note, because it's know, had a rough run here. You know, recently. you know who wanted to wear forty four? PJ Adabare. Really? <laughs> he got to campus and he was like, "No, you can't have." Seriously. But hold up, hold up. Mm. Ooh, I need to find out whether he's going to switch to number four because that was a number in high school four, and of course, Jaden Davis isn't wearing it anymore. So he was he was like, "I wanted to wear four. and then when they told me I couldn't wear that one, I wanted to wear forty four, and somebody else had that one, so I just settled on thirty four. So. Maybe PJ gets to wear four now. I should double back on that. But, yeah, let let Kelvin Gilliam know. He's given up his number or he's getting processed. I think the highest-ranked defensive recruit that you get every – well, I guess it wouldn't work every single year. But the highest-ranked recruit you have – like, you know, so like 44 is a special number. Like, for instance, at LSU, what number is it? It's uh, 18. Like, they, they award number 18 at the start of the year to – some player that exemplifies everything that they want their football team to be to be about. Baylor did something where they hand out single digit numbers to the the you know the players that did things the right way, their best players, whatever. It, it would be cool if like OU had a certain number tradition on either side of the ball, and forty four would be a pretty good selection as well. But Sammy Brown, just give that man number forty four if he decides to come to OU. Just go ahead and do that one. Clemson doesn't have that pitch, right? I don't think Clemson could throw that one out there. Who's the greatest linebacker in Clemson history? 
Certainly uh, not Isaiah. Well, I mean, as Isaiah Simmons was an edge technically, right? Or did he have a position? Did he just kind of line up wherever and go make a play? Yeah, he was. He, well, he was a cheetah, so he was doing everything. Clint Ingram, number forty-four. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good number forty-four. Got the uh, game ceiling interception in the Holiday Bowl against Oregon against Ryan Leaf's younger brother Brady Leaf. How about that for a forgotten college football quarterback? Brady Leaf, the younger brother of uh, Ryan Leaf. Brady Leaf. I had no idea Brady Leaf even existed. Quarterback for that pretty good Oregon team back in uh, 2005. Frisco Sooner says, can you imagine what PJ would look like in number four? Superman. He'd look pretty good in number four, for sure. Single-digit number off the edge if he ends up becoming a big-time player. I mean, again, it's not like Jaden Davis is around anymore. So, give it to PJ. Brandon from the 405, did Jaleel Farouk change numbers to 14 from number three? No, uh, he wore 14 his freshman year. Hmm. He's worn three ever since. Since uh, the beginning of last year, yes. Because we la- we asked uh, Sterling Shepard live on the air, not this past spring game, but the spring game before, about him wearing his number. And uh, ba- basically, Shep said, uh, wear, represent this number the right way. I, I know that you're going to. So he wore the same, picked the same number as Shep, and Shep was like, yeah, man, I'm all here for it. I'm here, I'm here for it. Uh, by the way, I guess the Davian Sims just announced that he is going to announce on the 20th. Okay, I heard you last hour say you don't that say. <laughs> he could be the next OU commit, and here's the edit. Top five, I will be announcing my decision live at C4 Pro Day on May 20th. Let's see, that looks like uh, Vanderbilt in the edits. Yep. Michigan State with the green lightsaber uh-huh. in the edits. Let's take something away from that, right? TCU's in the edit, Oregon's in the edit, and then OU's in the edit. Oregon's the only one with a lightsaber in it. So are you are you going to issue it in the leader? Wait, I thought it was Michigan State. With or Michigan State, sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I give the edge to Vanderbilt here. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're I'm holding, kidding. They're, before they're anybody takes that, on this edit. before anybody takes that and runs with it, I do not give the edge to Vanderbilt here. That's a two-team race right now between OU and Oregon, and I, I lean toward Oklahoma at this point, just because I think there are factors when you look at Sims' family dynamic and his circle. It, it behooves him to stay closer to home, but Oregon has made a run. As of late, and that's who Oklahoma's trying to hold off here. Is it normal to look at an edit and over, like, uh, <laughs> look at it and say, hey, let me see who I think are the, uh, who's the leader and who's the two leaders based on this edit? We already that's have... a pretty normal thing, right? Yeah, we got hat science. Now we have edit yeah. science. So in the edit, the teams in the back are Vanderbilt, Michigan State, TCU. The teams at the bottom all alone, there's Oregon and Oklahoma. So maybe. Maybe just edit science is going on here, though Michigan State does have the uh, does have the green lightsaber. Maybe that's how he'll pick Parker at uh, C four in, in uh, Durant coming up on the twentieth. He'll have five lightsabers on the table, and the OU lightsaber is going to win out in the end. I don't think anyone's had a Star Wars theme uh, commitment selection, correct? No one's had that before that I know of. Zadavian Sims could be the first. It was uh, Aiden Mizell last year that announced his commitment with, with a live gator. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. Maybe I ought to bring out one of each mascot. A Commodore, a Spartan, a Horned Frog. And a horse, right? Yeah, I guess. And a duck. You can ride a horse. Ride a horse around C4 there in uh, Durant. Saddle up. 
Uh, Brian and Tulsa, my birthday is the 19th, so come on, Sims, give me a B-Day present. Who did the edit? I have no idea. I'm going to guess that uh, uh, Hayes Fawcett did the edit like everyone else. Johnny from UConn, so if he picks OU out of the other three big four, who has the most pressure to jump on OU's class? Uh, none of them. None of them. None of, and trust me, trust me. I think this is the part of the this is part of the reason why Zadavian Sims is committing so early on is because Oklahoma's in such good shape with so many other elite defensive linemen. Zadavian Sims doesn't want to end up without a spot at Oklahoma, and there's a scenario in which if he waits till October or November to commit, heck, that could happen. Oklahoma by that time could have David Stone and Joseph Jonah Jonier and. Nigel Smith and Will Nwaneri and Jay Sean Ross. Getting Zadavian Sims at the end of this month would be r- r- real, real nice is what it would be. Shark says, how about 93 for the number for the D-line uh, in memory of Leroy Selman? Yeah, didn't uh, Gerald McCoy wear 93 here as well? That he did. That'd be a pretty good number to represent up front. Tyler from Kellyville, I believe uh, Clemson's best linebacker of all time is on the OU staff. Old James Skalski, you think? <laughs> He may be. LaVon Kirkland wasn't bad either uh, back in the day, says Robert and Hera, which, which I agree with. He was a, he was a really good backer uh, back in the day. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, which some people, they were using that, uh, you know, maybe Dalen Smothers was on the Knip while he was in the NC State dorms. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know if we can prove that that's an actual rumor or not. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of it by the end of the show. Zadavian Sims committing at the end of the month on the 20th. OU's in the final five. That'd be big. Getting him in 10 days, adding to the 26th ranked recruiting class. We'll talk more Cruton, more Portal, more college football next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref, we are the home of Sooner fans. And guess what? Yeah. The Ref Army's listening nationwide today. Hartford, Connecticut is tuned in. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Decatur, Georgia. Hutto, Texas. Manhattan, Kansas. That was interesting to find on the app map today. Raleigh, North Carolina. Hayward, California. Oklahoma, small town of the day. Uh, via a request from the text line from Sooner Co. Wetzel. Maysville. Maysville, Oklahoma is your uh, Oklahoma small town of the day today. Brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment. Uh, locations in OKC and on Main Street, Norman. Shop K&N for all of your home furnishing and design needs. Offering both new and custom furniture. The original one-stop shop. And remember, you can download the official KREF app in the App Store. Just search K-R-E-F. Before we get back to the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, I mentioned Flipwatch in the first segment in that. Uh, not really the, of the six commits OU has right now, you're really worried about that. How about flip watch on the positive side? Um, is there anyone, maybe a top 150 player at backer that we need, least need to uh, not give up on or watch I, a little I bit mean, or, or what? Peyton Pierce is worth keeping an eye on. I His commitment to Ohio State is very solid right now. I just want to emphasize that. If he visits Oklahoma again, if, that is the big point. if, yes, right? Big if. But if that happens, that is the point at which we're going to have to start regarding it as a very real possibility that Oklahoma could end up getting Peyton Pierce's signature because he 
loves James Laurinaitis, loves the fit at Ohio State, but that kid's been a Sooner fan his whole life, dreamed of playing for Brent Venables his whole life. He t- I, I saw him on Sunday. He admitted to me how difficult it was to tell Brent Venables that he wasn't coming to OU. He said OU was a very close second in his recruitment. And he said Brent Venables and Ted Roof have reached out to him every single day since he came to Ohio State. Was he answering the phone calls? Answer, responded to the text messages? Is he ghosting them? I'm guessing he's responding if they're contacting him every single day. He's been responsive. But again, it's one thing to answer a text. It's another thing to show up for a visit. So that door is not closed. And although Peyton Pierce does love the fit at Ohio State, I think it's just as likely, Tyler, that this is a kid that grew up rooting for Oklahoma, grew grew up going to Oklahoma games, grew up around Norman, and felt pigeonholed to OU and was looking for virtually any reason to go elsewhere and found one at Ohio State in James Laurinaitis. That said, is his heart still crimson? Because if so... That has the opportunity to win out in the end. Yeah, I, look, I, you didn't want him to commit to Ohio State. I guess the positive side of that is he committed to Ohio State when he did. Like if this if this happens a month or two months before signing day, there's probably not enough time for OU to really flip that one around and get him on a visit and you know get the momentum back in that recruitment. But there's still you still got the entire summer. You still got the entire season. If there's a positive to this, other than what you just said, is that he's not – I mean, he's committed to Ohio State, and maybe he's a solid commit, but it still feels like there's something with OU pulling him. There's a lot of time to, you know, to get that out, essentially, is what it is. A lot is. of time. A lot of time, which is why you would, ra- you would have rather had Peyton Pierce commit to Ohio State in April than yeah. in August. And you know Ohio State is going to push him, like, do not take that Oklahoma visit, whatever you do. Do not take that OU visit because they know the same things that we know and all bets are off if he takes that OU visit, man. Well, and what did we say on this show the day that Peyton Pierce committed to Ohio State? This is going to be it for Peyton Pierce unless Oklahoma. If he flips anywhere, it will be OU. That is the only school at this point that is going to keep him from Ohio State, much as Ohio State is the only school that's keeping him from Oklahoma. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Zidavian Sims and Oregon Locke from the 580? Not remotely. Hmm. No. no. I wouldn't say so. Uh, will getting Sims put OU in the top 20 recruiting class? Uh, they're 26 right now on 24-7. If not, pretty close, I would say. Um, but honestly, like whether it gets OU into the top 20 or not, OU will end up at the top, end up in the top twenty by the time it's all said and done. This recruiting, yeah, cycle. sounded like the champion barbecue. Sounded like the champion barbecue weekend on June sixteenth through the eighteenth could be very fruitful for Oklahoma. Yeah, as it's been for a while, it, it feels like that's going to continue to be probably their biggest recruiting weekend of the entire year. Like we'll see what happens in the SEC when. Your home games are better. Your environments are better. You have better kickoff times for kids coming out of state. Not so many 11 a.m. home games and kids from the Dallas area are trying to sprint up and get in a a quick visit for an 11 a.m. game against Kansas. No, maybe since you might be playing Auburn on a 6.30 on a Saturday night, a lot easier for kids out of state to get here. And so we'll see if, you know, OU schedules more visits. Well, I I guess they – I guess that would make sense because now you have unlimited official visits. Like, your kids can take un- un- unlimited official visits now. 
So I would probably expect to see more official visits for home games moving forward in the SEC with better kickoff times. I don't know. I, that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to recruiting on how that's how that's handled. Yeah, I, th- I still think Oklahoma is going to push for kids that have a desire to commit earlier in the process, and so that way you don't have to do the whole, uh, well, for lack of a better word, the dance with guys like Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks who want to drag it out down the stretch. More often than not, you're going to – at a place like Oklahoma, especially, if you have your choice between an elite kid who wants to drag his recruitment out and an elite kid who's willing to commit early in the process and that you can roll into the fall with him solidly in your class, you're going to lean towards the latter. You will sooner take a Joseph Jonah Ajonye, for instance. By the way. Pun intended we, on that one, by the way. Sooner take. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Just making sure. We need to come up with a nickname for Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Joseph, that's Jonah. an assignment for the nip. Can it not just be JJA? No, that still doesn't roll off the tongue. JJA, well, it's it's too close to JFA. Yeah, honestly, exactly. yeah, we got more unique. We got to come up with a nickname for Joseph Jonah Jonier. So, if you are on the nip right now, if you are interacting on the Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line, let us know your suggested nickname for Joseph Jonah Jonier. We will decide by the end of the program. Uh, for the 405, will it hurt OU with the others if uh, Zadavian Sims picks OU? You're talking about the other defensive linemen, uh, David Stone, Nigel Smith, um, all those guys. I would, I would probably – no, I would say no on that one. Does it hurt – does it hurt OU with the others? Well, they don't all play the same position, too. Like, exactly. you got to factor that one in. Exactly. You know what Zadavian Sims is going to be at Oklahoma? A nose. Straight up nose. Which is what you need, man. Yeah, and – that's not what David Smith or David Stone is. That's not what Nigel Smith is. Certainly not what Joseph Jonah Jonier or Will Nguyenary are. Uh, let's see. Shark says Juju. Suter Gundy says call him 3J. Uh, Joe from Guthrie, Joja. 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 Like you say, Joja. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jojo from the 918. What, what else? Double J.A., Greg from Lawton, Johnny, Joe's, Johnny from Brian UConn. Tulsa. Johnny from UConn said the Nigerian nightmare. Sorry. Oh, I like, yeah. Sorry. That was already Christian, taken, though. Christian Okoye owns that one, and even if we were going to call him the Nigerian nightmare, we would sooner call PJ that. So, hey, we're getting a lot. We're rolling at Big Fish is in right now. The Ajonye kid is coming in. We don't have to figure this out in the first three minutes. I would like to figure it out in the next 30 minutes before we get out of here today, but just c- continue to think about it. Continue to roll in the uh, roll in the responses about what you uh, think Joseph Jonah Ajonier's nickname should be because you're right. That's a lot to say. Like you really have to slow down and make sure you get that one right because you can go, yeah, David Stones, Davian Sims, uh, Nigel Smith, and then you have to stop and say Joseph Jonah Ajonier. It kind of kills like the uh, the flow a little bit when you're talking about the D lineman. <laughs> so we need a we need a nickname on that one, please. Nine one eight, pretty off topic, but how long do y'all do y'all think it'll be before Sooner Nation allows a quarterback to wear number six ever? I I think I mean that's you're always going to think of Baker when you think of number six, exactly. Just like you always think of Boz when you think of number forty four, or at least I think of Boz. Maybe some think of Buki here recently. Has I there, don't really know. Has there been a running back that's worn twenty eight since Adrian Peterson? Um, I'm sure there's probably been a running back that like Travis Lewis wore twenty eight and he was a really good yes, backer, but he didn't play running back, obviously. I'm sure, but I don't I don't feel like it's been a 
Like, been one of your main running backs that has. Yeah, will Sinner Nation allow to them to wear number six? Sure, but they got to be worthy of the number, right? Is that is that fair to say? Like, they're not going to retire the number somewhere. Can wear somebody can wear six if they want to, but they're going to have to be worthy of that honor. Is what I would say. <laughs> Alex Ross, Drew, Brian, and Tulsa. As far oh, Alex Ross did wear twenty, yeah. didn't he? Okay, well there you go. Uh, Big Rick and Owasso has this suggested nickname for Joseph Jonah and Jonier. the hyphen. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Several have said the whale because you know yeah, Jonah. Jonah. Jonah was a whale. Yeah. Just, just, that's I, I, that has a connotation that I'm I'm not big on. Really, you don't you don't like uh, well, Bible you think stories whale, to be included? You think, you think whale, you think fat, right? <laughs> you think fat and slow. That's what they need up front on the defensive line, Parker. Some whales up there. They've been having too many Alex Grinch sub three hundred pound defensive linemen here recently. They need some whales up front in the SEC. That's what they'll that's what they'll tell you. Camo Center, I feel like fourteen is the greatest OU quarterback number of all time. Um, Josh Heupel, Sam Bradford, do you really need anyone else? That probably checks out. Number 14. Well, Number one was not Kyler bad. Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. Number I was one was not bad. And there were some guys back in the uh, 80s. What did, uh, did J.C. Watts wear? Number one as well? Uh, uh, number one's pretty tough, but 14, 14 pretty good too, for sure. 405-651-3439. That is the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. Hit it up. I, I guess, what are we going with? Joseph Jonah Ajonye's nickname? The best quarterback number in OU history? We're kind of all over the place on the uh, text line today. We definitely haven't settled on Joseph Jonah Ajonye's nickname yet. I, there are some that I like. There are none that I love. Keep them coming. More to come next. More Cruton. More Transfer Portal right here on The Ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Live on The Ref. We are the Homo Sooner fans. Whose wedding do you think is going to be more lit? Yours or Coach O's? You know, he got engaged over the weekend. Really? Coach o, yeah. What marriage is this for him? <laughs> I don't know the number. Um, maybe three? I have no idea. Uh, but Coach O is engaged. I'm sure he still will be running around shirtless across town like he has been for several years now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Coach O's wedding is probably going to be a little bit more lit than yours. I, would, I would tend to lean in that direction. Too high but too old forever and ever. Go Tigers. He'll <laughs> throw, throw that out there during the vows, which would be pretty sweet. Congratulations, Coach O. I would not mind being invited to the bachelor party. It would be pretty, uh, pretty elite, i got to say. Uh, Casey Thompson, it finally happened. Casey Thompson to Florida Atlantic. Casey Thompson to Tom Herman. Casey Thompson and Tom Herman reunited. Oh, wow. Match made. Um, Which, by the way, was Casey Thompson, during this six-year span where he's been playing college football, was he once officially enrolled at OU during a time? Was that like two or three years ago? I don't know if he was officially enrolled at OU, but I know that he was... Very, very close on at least two occasions to transferring to Oklahoma. Was it the year uh, that he ended up going to Nebraska? Is that what year it was? Because there, there was a thing about, yeah, Casey Thompson really wanted to go or really wanted to, to end up and, and play at OU. I don't know if he ever would have been starter here. Probably well, not. Well, Brent but. Venables said it last – I guess that would have been last – I think it was in season he made the comment that, yeah, it was leading up to the Nebraska game. He said, look, we tried to get Casey Thompson to Oklahoma. 
and he wanted the opportunity to start. He wasn't necessarily going to have the same opportunity at Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel already in the fold that he would have in Nebraska. But, gosh, can you imagine Dylan Gabriel gets speared in the side of the head by Jamoy Hodge at TCU last October, and the guy you have coming in off the bench is not Davis Bevel but Casey Thompson? Yeah, at least he could throw the deep ball. Just throw deep balls the entire game. Do that. I mean, it's like a mad or if, Madden NCAA football offense. Uh, offense, just throw it deep. I mean, if Casey Thompson's first start in the Red River Shootout is any indication, Oklahoma certainly wouldn't have lost that game forty-nine to nothing. Lee, I, I would not I would not think so. I would. I think they would have at least scored. Hey, they would have scored if. Oh, sorry to bring up bad memories, but Parker, I'm sorry. They at least score in that game if they don't put Bevel back in on the third and short when Braden Willis essentially ran the ball all the way down the field going to the Texas side. I think that was in the first quarter. Do you remember that drive? Yeah, there was, they there go was, all the way down the field with Braden Willis and put Bevel back in for third and fourth down, get stopped, and then that was that. Was that. I still don't understand that one. Yeah, none of don't what happened it. that day was but I'm over it. fun or sensible or intelligent. Sean says, did Coach O pick her up at the gas station? I know it's a favorite troll side of his. <laughs> he, yeah, he's done that one before. He's done that one before. Uh, 405, I've seen Casey Thompson play multiple games, and I've only seen him play a good a few times. Against OU in 2021 was his best game ever. Yeah, five touchdown passes and I think zero interceptions that day. That was the finest day ever for Casey Thompson. That was the game now, of his life. the second time he played OU was not the finest game of his life. It looked good early when he threw a beautiful deep ball down the field to take a 7-0 lead. Uh, but after that, it was not was not that great. Oh, you got a lot of pressure that day on Casey Thompson. Seth and Piedmont, Casey must have felt an unbelievable amount of regrets when he saw that Dylan got hurt and it was clear he was going to miss a couple of games. Maybe. I mean, he did start the entire season at Nebraska last year, so he got to play more football games than what he would have got to play at OU. But may- maybe. Maybe that's the case. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Todd in Midland says J. John for Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Have you seen one? You've been scouring the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line just like I. Have, have you found one that, that I, fits I have not found a winner. Joe Cubed. A lot of people are using Cubed at the end. Eh. Eh. JoJo and at his jersey number like JoJo98. No. That sounds like an online username. On like that sounds like somebody you'd find in the YouTube comment section. Jonah the Jammer. Eh, no, not down with it. I mean, we only got like 15 minutes to figure this thing out. Yeah, I know. and I'm being I'm for being selective too, but we're probably gonna have to settle for something that's less than perfect today if we really want to figure this answer out today before 3 p.m. Sooner Gundy says, "Answer me this." Why didn't they at least try to run? Uh, why didn't they at least try the QB kid from Penn State to run the wishbone against Texas? He could run and at least throw the ball. LOL. Well, Sooner Gundy, here's what the Oklahoma staff thought of Micah Bowens, who still hasn't landed with another college football team, by the way. The OU staff thought so highly of Micah Bowens that he wasn't even suited up for that game. Yeah. I, look, it wasn't the it wasn't a game plan to actually win the game, but if they just stick with Braden Willis early in the game and not get inside the twenty and like take him away from that Wildcat package, then I, they're still going to lose the game. It doesn't really matter. That just still frustrates me that that that, that happened in the game. Hey, is the uh, is that Louisiana defensive back in the portal? Is he on campus today? 
What's Trey what's Amos? Late, yeah, what's, he committed what, to Alabama. Yesterday. Oh, he did commit to Alabama yesterday. Yeah, I remember a, someone on the text line saying that he was going to be uh, on campus today, so he I was, didn't follow up. with He that. was supposed to visit Oklahoma this week. However, Nick Saban made sure that didn't happen. Yeah, it felt like every team in the SEC was trying to go after him. That would have been a uh, nice add to defensive back. Now, I feel like OU's got a chance to be pretty good at defensive back this year. Maybe the best position group on the team at safety. Maybe safety can be a top three position group in all of the Big 12. But still, given the option, I would have, I would have uh, added Trey Amos had the opportunity presented itself. But he's going to roll tide, who everyone thinks is going to stink this year. Did he not know that, Parker? Everyone thinks Alabama's going to be outside the top five and not be any good this year. Everyone because they don't have a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, they're going to lose to Texas. They're going to lose to LSU. At best, they're going to go 10-2 and two this year. Nick Saban's lost it. Okay. This is still, I'll believe that when I see it. This is still a program that's only seven seasons removed from winning a national title with Jake Coker as their starting quarterback. I am not concerned about Alabama. Same. Zane says, what are you needing from me? A name for Joseph? What happens at 3? Well, uh, th- this show no longer continues at 3 p.m. Yes, That's we why. need a nickname for Joseph Jonah Ajonye before we sign off at 2.59. I'm going to read this, uh, this one from Big Rick in Owasso, and here's what's going to happen, Parker. Okay. I'm going to read this nickname, um, and I'm going to move on rather quickly, okay? Okay. And if it interests you, then uh, interject, Okay. Big Rick in Owasso says the cork, he plugs holes. Anyway, uh, no current commits on the horizon unless it is – see why I moved on so quickly yes. from that one, by yes, the way? Yes, I did. Zadavian Sims is going to announce in 10 days on the 20th, in case you didn't hear. Four-star defensive lineman out of Durant. OU and Oregon seem to be one and two right now. What would you say, 70% OU, 60% OU? What's, what's the number that you would give? 65-35. I would say between OU and Oregon right now, and I, I am of the belief the kid signs with Oklahoma because, and I, I said this even when Michigan State was generating buzz last fall, the kid has so many reasons to stay close to home. If you understand his circle and his family situation, you got to. I, yeah, I, I know he likes Oregon. I know he's visited Oregon multiple times. It's hard for me to believe that he would go that far away from home. Uh, let's see. From the 405, you got to keep it simple. JJA. Ah, we already got JFA or JA in Jackson Arnold. It's too Yeah, close. somebody said J2A, which if we can't come up with anything better, that sounds better to me than JJA. What if the uh, voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, has a couple of submissions? I mean, how many nicknames has he come up with for some of these guys recently? <laughs> 918. Listen to that no, no, I, I, seriously, I got a couple from Toby right here. Oh, you really? What do you yeah. say? What do you say? Uh, Joey Big Fish is his first one. Okay. And sounds like a mobster. Joseph. Well, I guess that's not a nickname. He was just saying that. Joey Big Fish, though. Somebody. I, I, I like said, that one, Toby. I like it, too. I like this one better because somebody in the 918 said, how about Joe Daddy? <laughs> that I can Joe get on Daddy. board with. Yeah, nice. Joe Cool is there. Well, you guys are already coming up with names that uh, that we've heard before. Joe Cool, I, Brad and Bartersville. I, I appreciate that, but we got to come up with something unique here. The Big Fish, Joey Big Fish, is uh, it's pretty good. I, I don't I don't hate it whatsoever. Uh, by the way, Hunter Dickinson, did he basically say that he went to Kansas because he got more money out of KU than anyone else? That's see essentially that story today? what he said, yes. Hmm. And I mean, we all kind of understood that, right? Yeah. 
I, we all I mean, knew that's that the wherever. game nowadays. And especially in college basketball. Man, a guy with Hunter Dickinson's stature and recognizable profile across the country hits the transfer portal, it's very obvious that he's going to the highest bidder. Did you see that video where Bill Self's hugging him like, oh, I was hoping it was going to be good news today. Well, obviously it was, Bill, if you guys bid it higher than anyone else, Kentucky included. Yeah, I'm sure that you knew it was probably going to be uh, big news from the number one player in the portal. Go figure. Which, by the way, I guess OU's in the hunt for a San Diego State transfer, Keyshawn Johnson. They're at least in the uh, final five there. So we'll yes. keep, continue to keep an eye on uh, OU's uh, there, there was a, a list of like 20 teams, I think on 24-7, portal winners and losers. OU wasn't listed as a portal winner or loser, but Oklahoma State, they were listed as a portal loser. That makes sense. That does make sense. However, their new uniforms are pretty good. I'll uh, get, it, I'll what get it do, to them on that. What do they say? Past, present, and future. They mixed all of them to come up with their new uniforms. Which I like. You know, I like a little nod to your history without going full throwback. Some will, some will make jokes about that history, but okay, I'll let you have that. Okay, sure, whatever. But Poor- <laughs> Bowen Murray County said Trey J. I, I don't mind that one either. That's pretty good. I think the leader in the clubhouse for me is still Joe Daddy. Joey defense, interesting. 405-651-3435. Joseph Jonah Ajonye, if you're listening, we got to get this figured out in the next 10 minutes. We'll try to do so. Keep it locked on the ref. More to come next. You guys are funny. Text line never misses. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It, it just great. Brosif Brona Abroye <laughs> is on the text line for the 918. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle. Joseph the Muffin Man Jonah Ajonye, who lives in running back lanes. <laughs> Put it on a damn t shirt, he says. We may do so if he ends up signing with OU and being a player. Hey, real quick, just to say that we actually accomplished something today other than breaking down Zadavian Sims, I'm going to ask you about two prospects. Tell me about this uh, Slim Reaper guy. What is he, a 2025 wide receiver? Six foot three, six foot four. What's what's the Slim Reaper look Emmanuel like? Emmanuel Choice out of Lancaster, Texas. And. Emmett Jones, if you track what he's done on the recruiting trail throughout the years, one of the things he's very, very good at is identifying talent early and being first to the table to offer the kid, i.e. his latest commit, Grayson Harris. Committed him at three different schools or or recruited him at three different schools. Correct. So it's much the same with Emmanuel Choice. Now, he is a top-tier hurdler. As well, he uh, before he dinged up his collarbone this past week in spring practice, I think he was a regional qualifier in the hurdles, and that was as far as he got because of the injury. But uh, the kid can run, the kid can jump. He's an all-around athlete, has played some defensive back, but is focusing on wide receiver these days. Oklahoma was his first offer, and it was a big one for him. He's well aware of Emmett Jones' reputation down on the prep circuit in the Lone Star State. Just picked up a Memphis offer yesterday, and he actually texted me not three minutes ago. Do you have him in your phone as Slim Reaper, by the way? No, I don't. Mm, Disappointing. uh, He uh, just texted me that he got an offer from Arizona State. Or not Arizona State, Arkansas State, excuse me. So, uh, Butch Jones gave him an offer? offer Butch Jones ain't going to be at Arkansas State by the time he's uh, a senior, or by by the time his senior year's over. It's time to sign. Uh, What about Max Anderson, elite offensive lineman? Is that trending towards the balls currently? Turning towards Tennessee. Now, 
I did a piece this past weekend on OUinsider.com where I essentially had – I talked to Michael Hawkins on Sunday after the Rivals camp and asked him to break down where things stood in his eyes between OU and six or seven of the top targets from the DFW area. And one of the guys that I asked him about is Max Anderson because from the time he committed, that was one of the guys that he singled out. I want to bring Max Anderson with me to Norman. And he talks to Max Anderson on a very regular basis. And the one thing that he said about the kid is that he expects it to come down to Michigan and Oklahoma. And to me, if that if that's what it does come down to, and there are certainly other schools in the mix, but if Mike Hawkins' intuition is correct – and it's Michigan and OU in the end for Max Anderson. I think that kind of plays to OU's advantage just because Michigan's getting very full very quickly. Yeah, the they've signed line. a ton of offensive linemen up to yep. – have they signed like three or four up to this point? I think they've got four committed right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, they've had a ton. So, okay, well, hopefully it comes down – because Max Anderson's a highly rated offensive lineman, good, good offensive lineman. Uh, Brad Bartlesville nicknamed Joey the bowling ball. He knocks him down. Zane says, Joseph the Judgment Jonah. I like that. Joseph the Judgment. So with like a minute and change left, are you rewarding the winner to uh, Zane the Judgment? I'll be honest. Joseph the Judgment Jonah. I think my overall favorite to this point was probably Toby's suggestion. (laughs) You sure didn't act like it in real time. Unless you were just like ready to look for another one. I noodled on it more in the commercial break. I was like, you know what? That works. Not shocking when Toby basically does that for a living. Uh, what's wrong with just JJ? Double J, J Dog, J Bird. Because Joseph Jonah Ajonye, it's really not a name that you hear every single day. You got to do something cool and unique with it. Not yeah, just also JJ Jonah, or Double J. Jo- he has a dual last name, not a dual first name. Correct. It's Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Yes, right. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.